Good evening, everyone. Welcome to your D1T in 5 for the evening of Friday, August 6th, 2021. I'm Connor Newcomb, and let's get right into the biggest stories. Per sources, internal candidates for the open seat in East Lansing include Michigan State Deputy AD Alan Haller and, in a wildcard scenario, men's basketball head coach Tom Izzo. The Athletics' Colton Pouncey and Brendan Quinn write, quote, At a minimum, Izzo will play an enormous role in the direction of the search and who is ultimately identified as the next AD. Coastal Carolina President Michael Benson pens for the Desert News on how academics, not athletics, are king in conference realignment. He writes, quote, Ask any athletic director, university president, or conference commissioner. One of the most uttered phrases in conference realignment talks is institutional profile. Even in the money-crazed world of college sports, academic prestige is extremely important, especially for several Power Five conferences. Call it what you will, academic elitism, ivory tower egotism, scholarly snobbery, but a school's institutional profile, what it can bring to a conference in terms of its academic offerings, research profile, faculty awards and memberships, and reputation, is absolutely essential. In talks of conference realignment, the AAU is the real power conference. It has all the power. The AAU is perhaps the most prestigious and most exclusive organization of American universities. The value of college athletics is undisputed. It brings notoriety and a sense of pride to many of our universities. Our student-athletes dedicate themselves to their craft, and they perform at the highest levels, representing our schools. But when talks of athletic conference realignment heat up, forgetting the academic in academic institutions is a major blunder, and one that conference commissioners and their bosses, university presidents, and chancellors, I assure you, have not forgotten. When talking conference realignment, don't forget the Real Power Conference. The San Jose Mercury News' John Wilner considers two scenarios that could lead to the dissolution of the Pac-12. An aggressive expansion play from the Big Ten or the creation of a 30-35 team football super league that would break up the Power Five as it currently stands. Both scenarios are unlikely per Wilner, who points out that both the Big Ten and Pac-12 have shared on-field history and deep alignment, personally and professionally. Three current Big Ten presidents are Pac-12 alumni, which makes it unlikely that they'd vote to kill off the league. As for the Super League scenario, Wilner posits, quote, Many of the hotline's most trusted industry sources believe the mini-NFL model is inevitable, although not imminent. Ultimately, Wilner concludes, quote, The level of solidarity seems stronger now than it has in years, largely because the schools, i.e. the presidents and chancellors, are all in with new commissioner George Klievkoff and view this as a reset opportunity for the collective, a chance to rethink and reshape major college sports on the West Coast. The Athletics' Dana O'Neill and C.J. Moore consider the impact of realignment on men's basketball, acknowledging that conventional wisdom believes, quote, college football matters more than basketball, but asserting that, quote, college basketball very much can and does survive without wildly successful football, and in some cases, without football entirely. See Gonzaga, Villanova, UConn, and even Power 5 programs Duke, Virginia, and North Carolina, where basketball thrives and football has traditionally underperformed. According to sources, football makes up 80% of college athletic revenue, compared to 20% from basketball, which largely depends on payouts from the NCAA tournament and winning games. Digging into the numbers, O'Neill and Moore calculate that the Big 12 received $15 million via NCAA revenue, compared to $132 million in bowl payouts for fiscal year 20, a slightly skewed representation due to the cancellation of the NCAA tournament that year. Nevertheless, quote, this is why football controls the conversation. Despite or maybe because of a smaller inventory of games compared to hoops, the sport captivates the viewing audience unlike any other, and savvy TV execs will pay for the content. 
Could the Big 12's remaining members take cues from the Big East when considering its next move? Big East Commissioner Val Ackerman said, quote, Our league was the hardest hit 10 years ago, and now we get to appreciate the stability we have today. Our schools know what they are. They're not football schools, and they're honest about it. We have a common vision as a league. Out of Bounds' Andy Wittry drops details from an email sent from AAC Commissioner Michael Oresco to conference presidents, chancellors, and athletic directors on June 18th. After the College Football Playoff Management Committee met to review the 12-team playoff proposal developed by the four-person working group of SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey, Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bowlesby, Mountain West Commissioner Craig Thompson, and Notre Dame AD Jack Swarbrick. Chief concerns for Oresco include establishing a threshold ranking for auto qualifiers, holding quarterfinal or semifinal matchups at college campuses or via bowl games, and revenue distribution. Oresco said, quote, There was an expectation that consensus on an expansion plan might be reached, but that was not the case. That's your D1T and 5 for the evening of Friday, August 6th. I'm Connor Newcomb, reminding you to join us back here on Monday morning.